Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Hello and good day, Wealth Academy podcast community and others. I hope that you are having a great day. And of course, April is National Financial Literacy Month, and this is day 21 for us. And I'm glad that you could be with us. And today we're talking about financial literacy and the impact on mental health. And there is a connection. So I want to be sharing that with you today because we know that the inflation cycle that we're all in, as well as the kitchen table issues, the price of bread, eggs, milk, and of course, the price of gas due to the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine is causing upheaval in our wallets and in our purses. So today it's all about the aspect and the implications of mental health on our financial literacy. And so we're going to talk about that. And I really appreciate each and every one of you for being with me today. So let's get started. And research reflects that there is a very strong link between financial wellness and mental health. And that's not surprising because the greatest challenge that people have is financial. In other words, uh, when 2008 was here, we had the Great Recession. People lost their jobs, lost their homes. And many people went through a mental aspect, a mental health aspect. And then we got over that. We overcame that and we built, strengthened by that. And now we have a pandemic, which is creating the same type of situation, if not worse. And then we compound this by the inflation rate being the highest it's been in 40 years, in addition to the war in Ukraine. So it's a big deal uh, that's taken place and it's caused an inflationary cycle uh, we know that our supply line uh, has all been affected by the pandemic due to uh, people working from home or people uh, not returning to, to work and people going through quite a bit. So let's get into it. So it's not unusual to know that money problems and mental health are interestingly And according to the Money and Mental Health Policy Institute, Poor finances often lead to stress and anxiety that can further impact finances. People get worried about money, uh, how they're going to eat. You know, a lot of people are having problems with not being able to eat because they can't afford the food. The prices of food has gone up 11 percent in, in the last probably six months. Uh, and a lot of it is caused by the pandemic and the great resignation that's out there where a lot of people choose to stay home as opposed to going into the office because uh, they have found a new attitude, if you will. And a lot of the mothers who are out there, they left as well because they want to take care of their children. And there's nothing more powerful and more beautiful than that. And uh, it's a great decision that they made, but they still going to need some help 
And that's why some of the legislation that the Biden administration had proposed uh, would have really helped out a lot, especially with child care expenses. So the cycle of money and mental health problems, uh, mental health problems make it harder to earn, manage money and spend it. And a lot of people don't want to ask for help. And so that creates what's called a financial difficulty. You know, people have to assess their lives. So there's some difficulty hanging up in there. And then financial difficulty causes stress and anxiety and makes things worse by collections activity are going without essentials. So in other words, you can't afford to pay back your bills. You're getting these collection letters or summons from the judge. They want you to appear in court and explain yourself. And so they work out a payment plan for you. And I know this because I, I was interviewed as a financial guest expert on a local CBS channel here, TV station in Washington, D.C. And that's one of the issues I talked about in addition to how to avoid mortgage foreclosures. So in this difficulty, financial difficulty cause stress and anxiety, and then mental health problems ensue. And so it becomes a very vicious cycle. And the research uh, uh, goes on to, to share and explain that 46% of people with debt also have a mental health diagnosis. Uh, it creates a lot of press pressure and stress in life. And 86% of people with mental health issues and debt say that their debt makes their mental health issues worse because people are worrying. And uh, that's uh, not a good thing for anyone, no matter what sector or industry someone is in. And people with depression and debt are 4.2 times more likely to still have debt at 18 months compared to their counterparts without debt. And those with debt are three times more likely to contemplate suicide due to that debt. And this is really sad because I know as a veteran, I know a lot of veterans are committing suicide and probably a lot of it is the result of financial issues. So um, based on statistics, a majority of the workforce is feeling a significant amount of financial stress. So uh, a poll was conducted in the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic and showed that 90% of Americans felt financial stress. And this is what I was talking about on my podcast in 2020. Uh, a lot of people were experiencing quite a bit during the COVID pandemic, and it was the number one challenge that people face. And, but uh, financial stress is not limited to hard economic times, such as the fallout from a pandemic. But in uh, 2018 and 2019, when unemployment, uh, unemployment was at its lowest point in years, the stock market was up and the gross domestic product grew substantially. But many Americans still suffered from financial worry. And what this tells you is we're talking more about the middle class and the poor. Uh, the financially well-off and rich people, they didn't have the same stress or impact. They were still getting shareholder uh, increases uh, during those times. But uh, the middle class and the poor people, they were uh, suffering quite a bit from a mental health standpoint as a result of all the stress and pressures. And 70% uh, of Americans have cried about money at some point in their lives, with 57% of Americans doing so within the past year. The past two years have been very stressful. The pandemic has been just too much for too many people. Personally, I've lost 10 family members. I've lost seven high school classmates and about five uh, college classmates. Uh, so it's been really tough for everyone. And we just have to find a way to some meditation, some prayer, and some unity would also help as well. 
And 44% of Americans stated that financial concerns were their number one stressor. No surprise, no surprise at all. And with more than one in four feeling depressed about finances, at least monthly, and two out of 10 feeling depressed weekly, daily, or hourly. So let's go down a list here of financial stress impact on mental health. So let's go down this path so we can better understand it. We may not be able to do something about it, but we can talk to a mental health professional about it. So we can always talk to our doctor. We can also uh, talk to uh, our pastor or, or our um, whoever we uh, worship, whatever form of worship we have to speak with them, but make sure that we get some mental health assistance and mental health experts uh, to help along the road. So uh, continuous financial stress wreaks havoc with mental health and the Mayo Clinic um, states that the list of mental health issues due to stress includes the following. Fatigue, sleeplessness. So a lot of people lose their sleep at night because they're worried, you know, about the roof over their head, about the next meal, if their vehicle will be working, if their child would, can afford for lunch at school or, or for activities. So the American Psychological Association found that stress can lead to unhealthy habits, including excessive drinking and drug use. And we have to examine ourselves. Me. I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I work out, I pray, I, I read, and I write, and I speak on the podcast. So we have to find outlets and positive uh, activities for ourselves so that we can represent the best example for our families, especially for our children. And so uh, th these are just some of the things, and I have more, and I'm going to share those with you in just one minute. And uh, one of the things that... Um, I'm going to talk about is uh, the stress, how it hurts the bottom line, how it hurts the moolah, the dinero. So uh, we'll talk about this now. Uh, financial stress impact employers too. And uh, because financial stress manifests itself in a variety of ways in the workplace, things such as daily tasks going unfinished, lower quality work, poor relationship with coworkers because you don't want to share anything. And then indications that employees seeking other employment because they're looking for a better way. And uh, in today's society, with the pandemic being what it is, the, the wage rates are going up, but not at the level where it's outpacing inflation. And that therein lies the problem. So when this happens, employers suffer increased costs from absenteeism, presenteeism, high turnover, high health care costs, more on-the-job accidents, less participation in 401k benefits because now we have to take those benefits and transition them into uh, income to pay for a roof over the head, food to eat, medical costs, transportation, etc. So uh, according to the salary finances, here are some issues related to financial stress and it costs businesses about $3,000 per employee. Now, uh, when it comes to how do one, how does one overcome the mental health issues as it pertains to financial wellness, financial wellness education is the solution. And so uh, what uh, people have to look at is that 71% of employees use financial wellness benefits to prepare for retirement, get their spending under control, pay off debt. That's one of the key things, or don't create it at all, save more for major goals better manage investments and asset allocation, 
and better manage healthcare expenses and save for future healthcare expenses. So these are the things that I wanted to share today, but there is a direct link between mental health and one's finances. And the sooner we recognize it, the better. And when we recognize that we can do something about it, there is no shame. There is no dishonor about getting mental health assistance and getting a mental health professional to help us with our issues. And financial issues, as it stated, is the number one stressor. And I know when I was doing my podcast uh, last year, this is the top subject that I covered because all the surveys, all the polls and all the research was reflecting this. And it's still there's a carryover now, even though things have gotten better, we're still not out of the woods yet. And now the mass mandate has been taken off of uh, transport, public transportation. And so we don't know if this is going to cause more infections and more deaths. We just don't know. Even with the vaccines, uh, sometimes I believe if uh, you're in too large of a group and someone has not gotten vaccinated, there's a chance that you can get uh, infected. But perhaps the uh, impact on your, your uh, physical body may not be as traumatic without the vaccine. So uh, this is what I wanted to cover today, day 21 of National Financial Leadership Month, Literacy Month. And I hope that you're enjoying it. I surely am. And I'm up to day 21. I have nine days left uh, to finish off this 30-day series of National Financial Literacy Month. Thank you all for your time. Thank you all for, and, and I, I recommend that what you do is talk to your family members and recommend this series to them, recommend it to your relatives, to your colleagues and your friends, because the more people who are aware of this, the, the more it will help them. And it, it may take a little bit of time, but the bottom line is this. My objective is to help you to become debt-free, financially free, financially intelligent, and for you to start investing and growing your money and then creating some generational wealth for your children, grandchildren, or if you want to give to a cause such as a museum or for a cancer or research, whatever it may be. But I, I want to see you in that position where you're making a difference and you're living your best life possible through mind, body, and spirit. So go back, if you have to, to episode 207. That's the start of National Financial Literacy Month, the, the uh, podcast series. And bring, bring yourself all the way up here to episode 227, which is here on day 21 of the National Financial Literacy Month. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode. My name is Paul Lawrence Van. Go out there to Apple Podcasts, rate and review episode 227, and actually 207 to 227 until we finish this entire series. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and I'll see you on day 22, and we'll be talking about another financial literacy topic that will make a difference in your life. Now, have a good day. And I will talk to you later. And thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com. 